Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Award-winning child's author, Debbie Rapola grew up in the Backland Prairie region of Texas, where she strengthened her imagination by having adventures with horses and other farm animals. Their escapades served as writing fodder for years later. She had to do something with those memories. Having tea parties with chickens was too good to keep to herself. She has written a lot of books and several, including several Chicken Soup for the Soul books, in addition to various magazines and newspapers. And she loves to cook. That's her second passion. And her favorite ingredient, of course, is peanut butter. Who doesn't like peanut butter? <laughs> Married for 28 years, she resides in Texas, Hill Country, where with her husband currently, she is a zookeeper with two dogs several chickens, the occasional toad visits her porch, and a couple of sons. Now that sounds like a bit a pretty good idyllic life, but but dear Debbie, you know that you've gone through adversity. No one is successful without going through adversity. And I know no one who likes adversity. We don't welcome it into our homes and say, let's have an awful day. Let's put some challenges in front of me. But how we survive those adversities are really what makes us better in life. And how did you use adversity to become a better writer? Well, actually, I'm going to digress just a little bit as far back as I can remember, which is many, many years ago, whenever I was a child. I don't want to say how many years ago, because then I'll say how old I am. And, you know, us girls... We don't like to really tell our age, not often. But back whenever I was a child, I used to take walks with my dad uh, on Sunday afternoons in the woods. And he always used to tell me, you can do anything that you put your mind to. As long as you try, no matter what you find in front of you, it, the odds may seem insurmountable, but you need to have faith in yourself. And, and try, because the only way you can fail is if you don't try at all. And it, that really affected me at an early age uh, because my father was killed tragically when I was 16. Oh, my God. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he was my cheerleader, my best friend at the time. Um, my mother, understandably, um, that was her world, and she took to her bed for a while. So I was, I had to grow up very quickly and make choices that sixteen-year-olds wouldn't have to. And there was obstacles that I had to overcome. Overcoming the loss of my dad was one of them. Um, but as far as using that, I found through my life that any obstacle you can overcome. It's back to what my dad said. You can do anything as long as you try. 
and that comes with writing. And there's a funny story I, that I want to share with you. You mentioned please chicken do. soup. Please do. We love funny stories. Okay. Well, I am a storyteller. My brothers will say, oh, does this ever end? But um, so I did write a chicken, uh, my first story for chicken soup for the dog lover soul. And I submitted it. I said, it's such a wonderful, wonderful collections of books. I don't have any chance, but I'm going to try. So I submitted my very first story. Some snowballs don't melt, which was a story about my dad and his dog. And I received a phone call back whenever we had landlines mostly. And uh, the lady who called for me, mispronounced my last name badly. And as you know, if someone mispronounces your last name, they don't know you. And more than likely, it's someone asking you to change your auto insurance. So I said, I'm sorry, wrong number. Click. I hung up. Well, something in the back of my mind said, maybe you acted too hasty. Well, the phone rang again and she said, uh, Debbie, this is Amy Newmark from Chicken Soup for the Soul. We received your story. Some snowballs don't melt, and we really would like to publish it. So uh, that was my first. That was my first uh, story for Chicken Soup for the Soul. Wow. And like many other writers, uh, I would submit stories, and they would be rejected. None of us. As you know, don't like rejection, but I would take it and say, okay, well, they didn't like it right now. This is an obstacle I have to overcome. I can beat this. Um, what did I do wrong? And I would read back through it and uh, make corrections and submit it again. And to me, that helped me become not only a better person, but a better writer. Well, that's cool. And I would love to see some of those stories that you wrote for Chicken Soup for the Soul. So if you could forward them to me, I'd love to see them. Because yes, part sir. of the things we're going to be doing for The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life is starting a bunch of stories on each of our themes, like love, uh, gratitude, all these things. And I think some of your stories might be able to be repositioned there. Now, I don't have much of a budget for this right now, but it gives you... Uh, more standing. It gets your stories out there. And that's where they have to live. They have to live in the world out there. So if we could take some of your material that's already been written and use some of that, I think you will get a big bang for your dollar. In fact, you will get the most important thing in the world, which is visibility. And visibility is so important. We can really, you know, visibility begets visibility. That's something that Stephen Osler taught me. And I think that's what's so important in this world is to move forward, is to be visible. That's why we're here today, to get people messages and get yes. things out there. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yes, sir. And actually, I would be honored if you did use some of my stories. Well, send them along to the email I sent you. I'd love that, please. It would be very helpful. So okay. what is the biggest influence in your life? Was that your father or was it somebody else? Well, it actually started out as my father. He, um, a little something about him. He grew up just after, well, around or just after the Great Depression. 
um, during those times, a lot of the times the boys would stay home. The older boys would stay home if you lived out in the country and would help their fathers harvest the crops and sell them, which my dad did. Um, I didn't learn until years later that at the time he dropped out about the 10th grade out of high school because he was pulled out so much that he was missing so much school. And he thought, I don't know if I can ever, ever get my high school diploma. But what he did, he went back and he got his GED. He went into the army. He went from being a private working his way all the way up into uh, a master sergeant whenever he left the army. After he left the army, he already had his GED, but he didn't have a lot of experience in math. What he did, he taught himself geometry. He taught himself trigonometry. And he taught himself algebra and became a, um, I don't know if the correct term is engineer, for the state highway department. Texas. And uh, I, I found that fascinating. He never met a stranger. So he was a big influencer in my life. He, like I said earlier, he taught me to, uh, that I could overcome anything that I set my mind to. And uh, he never met a stranger. He always told me, be yourself. Other, another thing he told us, he told me, if you can't give anyone anything, give them your work. That's what counts the most. But throughout my life, everyone basically that I meet has influenced me. You always have something that you can learn from somebody. Um, another one of the big influencers in my life is my son, Joseph. Joseph is a little different than you and I. He has a different way of learning. Uh, Joseph is a young man on the autism spectrum. Uh, right now, he is 19. There's no stopping him. He loves with his whole heart. Any obstacle that's put in front of him, not only does he see it and overcome it, he bounds over it. He's won several Olympic medals, and he always wants to try. Uh, my other son, is also an influencer. But look, back to what I was saying, I know I digress. You can learn something from everybody. And I believe everyone is an influencer in my life, in addition to my brothers as well. Okay. And you know, some of our disabilities, I don't like people being called disabled in this day and age. I think I should, I'd love to change that concept to being special. In other words, there's something about them that's different. And yes, it does hold them back in different ways, but it should say special, special people, because those people are really the heroes of our society. Those are the ones that overcome. Those are the ones that really have to do more than everybody else, because they got this thing that holds them back. But really, that's not what it's about. So when I look at disabled parking, I say, geez, I hate that concept. They're calling these people a derogatory term, whereas it should be special people parking, because these people really are special. They really need that little place to park quicker and so on, because they can't get there without having that parking closed. But why do we insist 
I'm calling people disabled and have the symbol of them in a wheelchair and looking down on them. You should really change that and look up to them. And I, I really think our society gets things ass backwards sometimes. And we really have to change that a little bit in order to make the world a better place. You know, you're absolutely right. And I agree a hundred percent. I like the term special, special people. Uh, another term that I have used in the past is otherly enabled. Yeah, that's they, too. That they're able to do that. One of my um, favorite videos is uh, on YouTube and it's a video by Garth Brooks and the song is Standing Outside the Fire. And uh, there's a young man who is a special person who has downs. And he's determined to his father that he's going to run on the high school track team rather than run in the Special Olympics. And I don't want to give the rest away, but I think you really would enjoy it. I can send you the link to it. Cool, that's good. You know, I have always thought there's only two types of music, Debbie, uh, country and Western. But my wife hates that. My wife's French Canadian and she can't stand country and Western music. So it's, it's a, but I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And I mean, the great stampede that's there and everything else. I think country runs through my boots. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure so. Yeah. So what, what advice would you give someone who believes they are in an impossible situation? I would think the first thing I would say is believe in yourself. You have the ability to overcome this. I think so much of the time we dwell too much on, I can't, I can't. And we're stuck in that stigma of, I can't. But I think if you look, and it's a little cliche, if you look deep inside of yourself, you can find the abilities to get over whatever stands in your way. You might have to ask for some help, but that's fine. There's no shame in turning to loved ones and other people. Hey, can you help me with this? I need a little bit of help. No one person can solve all the problems Mm -hmm. of the world. And sometimes we need someone to help us solve ours. Um, The other thing I would say is don't give up. Keep going, keep pushing. And whenever you do get over that obstacle, continue to keep going, but take a moment for reflection. And you don't have to be arrogant about it, but think to yourself, wow, I did it. I got over that. I can do this. I've got it. So that would be my advice. Cool. That's that's really good advice. And I really like that a lot. And that's, that's important. Now, Debbie, uh, what was your inspiration for writing the book? You know, people say it's not hard to write a book. All you have to do is slit your wrists and bleed. (laughs) (laughs) Because really what we're talking about is you have to be vulnerable. If you're not vulnerable, you're not going to be able to write a book. And I wrote uh, the book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, which is a best-selling book. Uh, during the during the pandemic of 2020. So, you know, I, I look at that and say, oh my God, I hope it helps people. And 
Um, I hope people get a copy of it and I'm going to drive them to a website, 13gpnow.ca, 13gpnow.ca. And I'll send you a link to that, Debbie, so you can get a copy of it because I I want everybody in the world to have that. But what was your inspiration for writing a book? Well, actually, um, I've always enjoyed writing. I've always had a very active imagination, as you saw in my biography. How many people do you know would have tea parties with chickens? Not I don't chicken. know of I don't know of any, but you know, I you know when I look at my grandchildren, how crazy they are, and how they invent a game out of anything. I think it's an important skill to have. You know, oh. stop being so serious about yourself. Laugh a little bit. Have fun. You know, there's there's humor and wonder in this beautiful world if we give it a chance to be a beautiful world. Oh, exactly. I mean, you're absolutely right. You can find humor in almost anything. And one story that I did write about in my uh, Irma Bombeck type parenting book, uh, the title of the book is the toilet's overflowing and the dog is wearing my underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I like long titles and Irma Bombeck, I am a, I was a big fan of hers. I still am. But um, there was one day in particular, I was making supper and my younger boy, Joseph was two at the time. And as you know, being a parent, whenever your children are extremely quiet Something's going on. Oh, yes. you That's a danger single. Uh, we know that all the time when they're extremely quiet. Now, I hope they're reading a book. <laughs> that's what I hope they're doing. But sometimes it's far worse than that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, playing dot to dot with the Dalmatian with permanent marker. Um, putting underwear on the dog and sending outside is a couple of things that my boys did in the past. Um, But on this particular occasion, I walked into the bathroom and I saw my then toddler looking into the toilet. Okay, well, that's interesting. There lays, lays my cell phone at the bottom of the toilet. Oh my God. And I said, why? Wanna see if it can float? No. So my toddler takes off out of the room. And at the same time, his dad comes home from work. His dad comes into his room to talk to him. Joseph is on the computer on the TWA website or the Delta website. No, not Delta, Southwest. They run a commercial where they say, want to get away. Not only is he on the Southwest website, He's trying to book a flight to Las Vegas. Oh, my God. Get away. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Later on that night, I sat and thought about it. I thought, you know, it's nothing too major. Uh, I dried my rice out, my phone out with rice. It's not going to affect me in the next 10 years. It's nothing to get upset about. So you're right. You can find the humor in just about almost any situation. And uh, the world, like you said, I agree, is a beautiful place. And why not have fun? Can I ask one question just uh, just before we stop? And it's an important one. Debbie, how do you have a fantastic life? 
I think it has to do with perspective. Um, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Like everyone else, I get frustrated, but I think it's a mindset. It's an attitude. And to go back a little bit, several years ago, I was in, in a near-fatal car accident. And I lost temporarily the use of my right arm. I have about 80% use of my hand, my right hand. Um, so now I've gone from being left-handed to right-handed, but rather than dwelling on what I, that I can't do it, I, I try to, I try to do everything that I attempt with my left hand. And if I can't do it, I try to find a way. I have a, a loving husband and children who keep me laughing all the time. And life is too short to remain bitter. And, no, and Debbie, I, I feel for you because, uh, you know, I had chronic Lyme's disease and oh. chronic Lyme's disease has made it to the point that I have to walk with a brace on my right foot because it would f cause me to fall on my face. If I didn't, I have a right foot drop and my right arm isn't always working properly. So I was a talented cosmetic surgeon and I oh. could do everything, but I had to learn to become right left-handed. So I became one of the left-handed cosmetic surgeons in the world, which was a difficult task because we didn't even have tools for cosmetic surgeons that were left-handed. We oh, didn't wow. have scissors. We didn't have all this stuff that we use daily. So along the way, I had to develop all those things, but I'm a better person for it. And I'm very glad that I was able to do it. So and now I'm retired and sharing the message out there, how to have a fantastic life. So Debbie, before we leave, I would like to ask you one thing, and that's how can people get in touch with you? Because I think it's important that if they want to maybe get your books or, or get in touch with you in some way, maybe have you a speaker on a platform or something, I, I would love to give you that opportunity to tell us how to get in touch with you now. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You can reach me through Debbie Ropolo at gmail.com, or you can visit my website at DebraRopolo.com, or you can find me on Facebook under Debbie Ropolo, Debbie.Ropolo. Debbie, thank you very much for being here today. And thank you very much for sharing this time and the antidotes that you told us and the wonderful things about your life. And I'd like to remind our listeners to check back here often. If you're on a platform, please like us and send this to others. Let other people know about this. And please, whatever platform you're on watching this story, please uh, make sure you write a comment because that would help us a lot. Now, I would like everybody to do one thing, and that's to have a fantastic day. Stay well, have a beautiful, wonderful time, and make sure you pay it forward. If you can today, do something for somebody else that you wouldn't regularly do, because I think that's important to make this world a better place. You know, maybe you can go to your neighbor and just say hi, or maybe you can bake a dozen of cookies and give it to them as a surprise. Maybe you can go to the, go to the food bank and leave something there. You know, everybody in this day needs something in this day and age. And if you can make the world a little bit better a place, we will all be winners. We will all get over this, this anger and everything else that's going on out there right now. 
and and become a make the world a little bit better place. Remember that, y'all. And this is Dr. Alan Leica. Please check me out on my website, dralanleica.com. And please, uh, um, if you need a professional speaker or a coach, please check me out. Debbie, thank you again. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Bye for now. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Did you know that you can get a free copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life? Yep. Just visit 13gpnow.ca and we'll send it right to you. That's the number 13gpnow.ca. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. We'll see you next week. Have a fantastic day. Fantastic day.